Get Heavy Podcast, hosted by Craig Casamas and John Scheimer. John, are you back? You, you settled? John just got back from the snow, like, what, uh, yeah, minutes yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah just, uh, just walked in the door, like, 45 minutes ago, so. Yeah, it was good. It was nice. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Have to get away. It was, good to, it was good to go to the snow, and it's also good to leave the snow, you know? It's nice not living in it, but living close to it. Yeah. I'm sure in New York you get it uh, more than you want, right? Yeah, right now it's, yeah, it's a... Um... You guys are getting pounded right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know, like I said, like I say, the, the center of the NAR, you know? Yeah, that's what, yeah, we were talking earlier. Yeah. Uh, no, you're getting pounded right now with snow. Yeah, it's just brutal. Snow and, you know, in this right? city, it's like you can't really, um, you're, you're kind of stuck in the little apartment. You can't really go far. Not that you can do that much to begin with during, you know, in a pandemic. How has that? How has that been treating you? The whole thing. I mean, we you know we spent a lot of time talking about it with people that live in New York and stuff. But I mean, oh, really? you guys get through it relatively safely and all that, or we've been safe. Yeah, that's good, man. We've been safe, but it you know, um, you know, like the nature of my work is that I do have to be on site sometimes, um, about half the time, uh, and um, yeah, it's um, you know, I don't know how to <laughs> right, right. You know, practicing, you know, following protocol can be, you know, challenging in a big, dense city like New York. Did they, I mean, obviously the the library was shut down, I would assume, for a long time or, yeah? It's shut down to the public. Uh, it's shut down for um, researchers as well. You know, the, the branch that I work at that, um, you know, we do exhibitions, we you know, work with the collections there, um, the research collections and uh, those are closed. You, you know, people generally make appointments to come see them, but yeah, completely closed to the public. Yeah. Um, that said, I, I, I make appointments with um, certain fabricators, um, uh, different designers, curators, and, you know, meet them and bring them in. And, you know, so how did, like, how did you fall into that job? Dude? Oh, we lost John. He'll come back, I guess. Um, oh. How did you fall into that job, dude? I mean, is it something you fell into, something you went after? What is, how did how did well, that happen? I, well, uh, I would say I just, you know, I guess went after would be, you know, the more appropriate um, uh, way it happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just interested in, uh, you know, the type of exhibitions. They're not, they, they're not really fine art exhibitions as, you know, the ones that I was uh, accustomed with. Oh really? Uh, we're working at. I was working at an art school, SBA, at the student galleries. Um, oh, okay. Doing about fifty shows a year. Wow. <laughs> uh, a lot of students. Holy moly! Yeah, and and I, you know, I came I came to that via um, experience in you know freelancing at other galleries. I worked at SF MoMA, uh, San Francisco Museum of Modern Art. Okay. Um, and that was just the, the best place to work. You know, everybody there uh, <clears throat> was you know a metalhead or a punk or involved in experimental music you know right. i worked with noah noah from neurosis right yeah experimental uh people and it was really cool but then I moved that was to, all at uh, moma there yeah that's wow. San Francisco. Okay. crazy yeah yeah it was, a, it was a really uh amazing place in that respect um but yeah flash forward to new york you know um you know my wife got accepted into a grad program into columbia at columbia which is why we came here. And, you know, she's also from here. So there's strong family roots. Um, 
uh, here in Queens, uh, uh, um, to be precise. And I just kind of fell into the, the 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 work because it was something I was, you know, willing to do. Something I you know had a bit of experience with, um, you know, some background and you know, seen at carpentry long, long, long before all that. Right. Um, and yeah, like um, you know, at CCA, the school I, I attended a grad program at, um, I did a lot of installing of media, you know, work like really new kind of interesting sound uh video sound you know artworks and Mm -hmm. that was you know something i really you know i don't really like to do that kind of work so much but i i I really like installing it it's like really really interesting um often really you know uh labor intensive and it's super interesting very rewarding to do and you know i kept doing it. it um you know and it it suits you know uh, it just suits me well, and it's worked out. So the and audio, I, the audio part, and the sound and stuff—you actually like setting up the, the the all the stuff, but then to actually control it and all that stuff is like kind of you know—is that what you're saying? It's like it, that's well, what they, you're they going, okay. <laughs> I would say the creative end of it is less interesting because as I'm a two two you know I'm a painter, right? Uh, and I play you know bass, and I, I like you know sound is not you know, audio to me is not really an art form. It's something I do with a band. That's kind of a, a hollow, hollow ground, <laughs> you know, yeah. the, probably the same way you guys you know, the, you interpret it. Um, mm-hmm. um, but I just really, you know, resonated with uh, uh, just, you know, uh, installing that kind of work. I learned, yeah. you know, learn a lot, you know, through, uh, you know, I was doing it back when it was still, a lot of it was still analog. So, um came across a lot of super interesting, you know, uh, uh, projects. The audio world is so complicated. I, you know, I realize how out of my, uh, realm I am every time we go to record a a record. You know what I mean? It's like, I I see guys and I'm like, yeah, so many buttons, dude, what is happening? You know what I mean? It's like, I can write some riffs, bro. You know what I mean? And I can, you know, lay it down or whatever, but man, that's just, it's so out of my scope, like for shit to do is that audio engineering type you know stuff especially when you incorporate like visuals and stuff like you know like Mm -hmm. rosas does which you know i'm sure you've had interaction with you you spent a lot of time in san francisco right and all that yeah that's basically where i I consider that home now oh okay all right is that where you kind of cut your teeth and you were you were playing you played in bands and all that too right and yeah in the bay area yeah yeah, definitely that's you know that's where you know his hair has gone recorded um our first seven inch there. Our oh, first, yeah. trip, our, our first trip, our first tour was actually to go record that seven inch for prank. Yeah. Um, I'd never been there. You know, my mom was um, already out there in the South Bay. Um, but um, yeah, you know, we, we made a tour out of it. That is, we met these guys in the band called the locust mm-hmm. who also had never toured. Uh, Todd, my bandmate had known them from, you know, one, one member from a prior, um, no, from, some some prior relationship and it just worked out um it was awesome and you know, i uh it was a very memorable trip uh, yeah dude. That, that brought me to the bay um to where we, we continued to go and record where you know it increasingly became a place that i felt more very much at home uh-huh. um, and eventually it became home and uh, to this day it is 
Yeah, man. I mean, I you know, I don't. Yeah, it's hard for me not to like totally dork out on you with the his heroes gone thing, but that like I was a, I was a metalhead, you know, when I when I was a kid, you know, I loved fucking Cannibal Corpse and all this stuff, and it, I I had lots of friends that were into punk rock, right? And and when I started listening to punk rock, it just it was weak, you know what I mean? I was just listening to grindcore, gnarly shit, neurosis, and fucking yeah. all these things. So punk rock felt like. Okay, like yeah, great the Ramones. I mean, obviously great band. You know, I've, I've in my older years, I've uh, you know, I appreciate all music. You know, I grew up working in record stores and shit. But you know, His Heroes Gone Man was the first band that I heard that bridged this insane gap for me with like the rawness of the music, but then also like the lyrical content because. I, I was tired of hearing about people being shredded apart. You know what I mean? Like when, when you listen to grind and death and all this, it's, it's just yeah. all violence. You know what I mean? Like, whereas like his girl's gone, just it bridged this insane gap for me. And it, I mean, besides the, you know, low tunings and the gnarliness, the music and the lyrical content was caught, what caught me, you know what I mean? And those first couple of records, man, I mean, I was, I missed, I missed you guys by this much. You got, uh, I don't know if you were in the band still, but uh, you guys played a place called the pickle patch in Isla Vista. And um, I I literally missed my ride to the show. I was like 15 years old. <laughs> you know I mean? Like oh, you know, I mean, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know how the extent of how long you were in it and all that. You know what I mean? Yeah, the the entire time. You were the whole time. Okay, yeah. It was my band, basically. You yeah, know? yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, I know Todd gets a lot of the credit, but you know, there's you know, there's some stuff that's going on in the background there. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was just so crazy. I mean, what was the time like? I mean, obviously, you, they're from Memphis. You were living in Memphis when you guys started. I mean, how did that How did that all work? Just, you know, Todd and I worked together. Um, my, my band had broken up, and so had his. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just clicked, you know? It just yeah. clicked. And, you know, we had no idea what it would, was going to sound like. I, in fact, I, I don't know, I... I it's hard to even talk about that band now without, you know, outside of the other bandmates, you know, being here. I, yeah. I, I don't know if I have a lot to say. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I don't have to, you know, I don't need a history of, but you know, it's just, and the band it, was so important to my life, dude. I mean, it was, you know, it was ridiculous. You know? yeah. Oh yeah. It was, it's everything to me. It's still, you know, I still dream about being at practice. It's still, Oh really? It still, it still is at the forefront of everything I do, regardless of, what life will bring it. Um, yeah, it always will be. I, I, you know, I don't have any control over it, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, we had no, none of us had really any control over how, you know, everything happens. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. You know, how, you know, everything, songwriting, touring, forming, breaking up, yeah. recording, you know, I feel like it, it was this, this, thing that just happened that needed to happen you know yeah i mean it was i mean i I mean organically just you know one of the most epic bands but i mean it's hard to it's hard to really sit obviously no one really knows it in the moment you know like you know like how Mm -hmm. special it is sometimes it takes a long time until you you walk away from something and you realize like how cool it was you know but i mean with how big it was did you guys like know it was something special back then i mean it was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, you had to have, right? <laughs> you know, this, you know, it's just the wild, you know, just how it goes, I guess, you know. Yeah, 
That's a trip, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, it's such a huge part of my life, you know. I just couldn't, when I when I found, you know, I realized you were selling the prints and stuff. I was like, oh, shit, you know. Because um, that's, I mean, that record cover, I mean, just all of them, really. But, you know, that 15 counts is just like, it's forever in my mind. is like the punkest shit ever. And the, the artwork is so simplistic and so, you know what I mean? Like, so perfect for the record. And it just, it says so much without being this overwhelming, you know what I mean? Like image, you know what I mean? And it was said a lot about the band too. I mean, it just, you know, it was a trip, dude. It, um, yeah. It bridged this massive gap in my mind. You know what I mean? That just, and, uh, and it, and it, and it thrust me into pushing myself politically, emotionally, you know what I mean? At a time in my life where I absolutely needed it. You know what I mean? I was a staunch metal head that wasn't going to do nothing else. You know what I mean? So that's good um, to hear. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Do you still keep in touch with the guys and all that? Yes. Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah, yeah, I keep uh, I talk with Todd occasionally. Yeah. Did any ever any guys ever talk about getting rehashing it or now? No. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, it's, it's good for what it was, and then there it is, right? Yeah, there it is, and you know, space and time. It's you know, it is a it's a product of a you know time and a place. It can't really be relived <laughs> yeah, of course i mean well you could you know it's, it's a trip well, because when you think about what punk rock is and it was like you know if you would have asked any of these guys hey 30 years later could you cash in on your band and you know play shows i mean shimer he, he actually had a power outage that's why he's not on here now but um you know he tour he tour manages you know off and lag and a bunch of big bigger bands that you know did these comebacks you know and are making you know upwards of 50 grand a show and stuff and it's a trip you know it's like if you would have ever asked any punk rocker like would this shit last 40 plus years and be as popular as it is you know what i mean and be able to do that thing again you're like almost no one would i would assume would be like yeah dude fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. i don't know it's a trip. i got a, got a text from todd just a few days ago he found this old photo um this is how it goes we we occasionally feel inspired to send each other something that we just randomly found that we we know the other hasn't seen, you know, and you know, yeah, we, we hadn't, you know, no clue. Um, you know, I mean, that, that kept us, you know, like, that kept things, you know, really honest. And um, you know. Yeah. To do that much in so little time is like, you know, it's, it, it's awesome, man. But um, as far as like art and stuff goes, I mean, Obviously, you have a huge background in history. With what came first, art or music or both? Did they kind of coincide? Is there something else that into the catalyst of that? Um, I mean, they coincided, but I mean, it goes back to you know uh, being an adolescent and you know not really having access to to either. You know, I couldn't really afford an instrument. I couldn't afford you know paints. Um, I would draw. You know, um, you know, I would say you know. Um, you know, the visual representation of music at the time for me as a kid, I mean, I can't lie, it was, you know, what was accessible. It was, you know, Iron Maiden, <laughs> you know, Derek Riggs, um, that was, you know, everything. It would, you know, uh, you know, uh, get really deep into, you know, that, that type of realism. You know, I did, I never had, you know, training. I, but I, but yeah, I would just say the two coincided you know, yeah. as a youth, I say, you know, Sabbath, Maiden, you know, um, um, you know, New Wave, British Heavy Metal, um, 
Metallica and Slayer for a brief while. Oh, yeah. You know, before I got into punk. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was it. That was that was the impetus, I guess, to draw. It was the music I listened to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a trip, man. I mean, is it um, when you <laughs> well, draw, I, like when you started creating, was it was it just to were you recreating covers, drawing drawing Eddie? Like, what what are you what are you drawing at the beginning? Like, when I was a kid, I used to literally I grew up in like ghettos, you know, so I a lot of low rider magazines. Yeah, you know what I mean, so I was drawing like hot chica chicks and low rider cars and just weird shit, you know? What I mean, like you just kind of grab what's what, near you, what, you know, what's around, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's around for me, you know, um, that was it. That was it. I mean, there was what was around, literally, but it was just so lame that music was my, you know, refuge. So right. that was around. It was, it was, you know, deep in the blood. I guess, you know, just uh, the way music still is for me. You know, yeah. and that was my sense it was very different as a, you know, a twelve-year-old. But um, yeah, I, I just knew. Um, there was just something there, something, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I would get frustrated in that it would, it would get kind of tedious at times because I didn't know how to, you know, keep things, you know, active or, you know, keep your, keep your, you know, creativity optimal or something, you know, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, there was no art class. There were no art classes. You know, I didn't have, uh, I just went for it, you know, um, just stay with it. I, I just knew eventually, uh, you know, I, I would you know, really, you know, seriously or professionally study art. It, it took, you know, the breakup of, you know, that band for that to actually, you know, have um, a chance to occur. You know, I could oh, have. The I breakup of his heroes gone was kind of what yeah. spawned you into pushing you into the into that. Yeah, well, I mean, as a full time pursuit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was something that was, you know something I was pretty sure would happen at some point in my life. I, I had gone to a, a university and I, I had actually become, had um, come close to graduating. Um, but I, I quit, you know, because the band was way more important and that was more of where, you know, I was at at the time. Um, and I was seriously studying it for, you know, a few years. Mm-hmm. Um you know, working, working and practicing the whole time as well. Um, yeah, it's yeah. weird. It's like a, it's a major blow sometimes. You know, I, I was at a band that we toured a lot. You know what I mean? I ended up having to step away. Uh, I had kids. I'm making zero dollars. You know what I mean? And and uh, uh, as we were speaking earlier, that's how I got in, you know, kind of doing what I do. You know, it's kind of a family thing. And um, it, it was a hard blow to walk away from something that had that much momentum and that much passion. You know what I mean? And, um, and I was left like, I felt left. I was empty, dude. Like I was empty after it happened. I was fucking lost for a long time, like creatively, you know what I mean? It, but it, what it did is it, it allowed me, I didn't realize how drained I was, you know what I mean? Like, like emotionally and creativity, like create creative wise, like, it took me a couple of years to kind of regroup and then really refocus on, you know, and I've said this a thousand times, like for any one of us to have the uh, luxury or the uh, like audacity to take a chance on a passion, 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's so few and far between me because of the, in the industry that I work in, it's all broken people. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's guys that used to do something and wanted to do something. And now they do this because they have to, you know, and I, I thought when I started doing what I do, I thought I'm not going to be this guy, dude. I am not going to be this bitter 60 year old man that just fucking hates every decision he's ever made in his life. You know? And then when you talk to people and they're like, wow, man, you got to play on, like you went on tour and you played shows and it's like, we were doing, you know, your basic, we were on TP records. It wasn't anything major. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, What band was that? Sorry. It was called the fucking wrath. Okay. It was like, uh, we were really close with annihilation time and those guys. I mean, not musically really, but we're from the same town. Okay. Um, Hey, but, do, you know, uh, um, do you know Jamie, uh, Jamie Sanitate from uh, Santa Barbara, Goleta area? Jamie Sanitate. It sounds yeah. familiar. I don't know. Was he, he in bands? Area. Yeah, he was in an election time at the beginning. Um, oh, oh yeah, Jimmy. Uh, Jamie, he was a, uh, the guitar player, I think. I think. Yeah. Oh, uh, there, well, there's Jimmy the singer, mm-hmm. um, and then I guess, yeah, I guess the original days, there, might have, there was a Jamie, I think. Yeah, he was. It was very brief. He's he's a good friend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, I grew up with Graham. You know what I mean, and and all that. You know, we all grew up playing the the ripping. You know, the guy that ended up being the only guitar player. They had like West. They had like sixteen other fucking guitar players. That, you know, oh, I, didn't know I mean, that. they had so many, so many people that joined that band eventually. You know, um, when they started to break, it was like a whole different lineup. But Graham is the through point. Graham and Noel and all those guys. You know, but. Anyway, like I said, I just after the after I had walked away from something that I absolutely loved, you know, like probably like you, you know, I just felt so empty and drained, and I had to really figure out like what the fuck am I going to do? You know what I mean? And, yeah. Well, I, I didn't really sweat it at the time. I just I don't know. I mean, it's that's another thing that is a large part of my life that that period. It's it's also very dark, and I yeah. can't really talk about it. But it, um, that's all right the really good things came out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, yeah. I mean, I ended up, you know, in a relationship with a person and had, had you know, children with them and uh, with her. And uh, mm-hmm. we're here in native uh, Queens, New York now. Yeah. Uh, and what, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a negative thing. It's uh man. I mean, it, there's no words, you know, there's no words. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, that, you know, you need that darkness to get through, you know what I mean? And, you know, for everyone yeah. that gets through it, it's you, yeah. there's no way you don't come out a stronger, better person, especially being a father. I mean, yeah. you know, our kids, I mean, if you're anything like me, you know, my kids are not struggling nearly as bad as I did as a child. <laughs> you know what I mean? And how do you instill yeah. that, yeah. how do you instill yeah. that, like, wanting yeah. to get it done to your kids when you know they're doing better than you ever did? You know what I mean? It's It's a tough you know, the fatherhood thing is brutal, dude. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah it's it's heavy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really hard. So you're, how old are your, your kids? I have a 13-year-old, a 10-year-old, and we have a 2-year-old. It's just like a rando baby that came, dude. <laughs> like, no! <laughs> we were, I mean, we had two, you know, and we thought we were done. My wife's a little older. Okay. Uh, she had cancer, you know what I mean? It was like, the doctors were like, yeah, not going to happen. You know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it happened. White trash genes prevail. You know what I mean? It's, that shit happens. So, um, but now that he's here, I, you couldn't imagine. But we're back in the baby world again, dude, and it is a mind blower. I mean, it's a mind blower. Yeah. You know, especially having like a pre to a preteen and a teenager now. It was like, oh, it's yeah. a trip, dude. But what about you? You got a couple kids or one or? 
if she's um, uh, one who's four, and uh, Simon was born um, almost a year ago. Oh, okay. His due date was the day the pandemic was declared. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He came one week earlier and we went on, you know, therefore we, by default, were on lockdown one week prior. Right. And, you know, being in the center of the NAR, New York City, it, it yeah. might have saved us, you know. He might have prevented us from doing COVID. Yeah, know. dude, I, it's, it's rough, dude. It was really bad here. Yeah, yeah I, had, I had a buddy, uh, Drew, that he was in that band Hole that's from there. Um, he used to tour this band called Hole from there a, long, a lot of time. And he was... We were, we talked to him right at the beginning of it. I mean, it was it was a trip out there. And we have another friend that lives out there in uh, Brooklyn that, you know, she they end up at the hospital and the whole you know almost died the whole deal. You know, what I mean, it's it's just a trip. I mean, it was so bad out there. You know, what I mean, and now now it's like That's just as bad out here. Essentially, yeah. I guess New York's doing better and LA's a shit show. Someone's dying every three seconds. I guess. Yeah. Well, we're we've been very strict here. You know, we're, you know, luckily in a place that. This place is all about just work, you know. It's all about just, you know, <laughs> brutal, like, you know, focus and work. And therefore, I think you, people take things really seriously. It's a very serious place. Mm-hmm. It's not fun-loving by any means. It's not relaxing. It's, um, But, you know, the good side of that is that it is, you know, we're, we've been in an area where, you know, fortunately people are very strict with protocol and therefore safe, you know. Well, it's, it's good. I mean, that's kind of, you have to be out, you know, out here, everyone's, you know, crying because they have to wear a mask in a grocery store. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I, well, it's just, you know, I don't know. It's ignorance. This whole political bullshit is insane. You know what I mean? We, we've talked so much about Trump and all that chaos, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm so done talking about it, but. Um, you know, it's just, uh, I have energy to, to discuss. I know. <laughs> it's like exhausting now. Yeah. It's. It's still exhausting, my God. But uh, what I what I thought was really cool is that like everyone in New York really locked it fucking down. I mean, they really yeah. did what they were supposed to do, you know what I mean? And they powered through it and they got it. But I think it's it's the uh, it's you you guys live amongst each other all day long. I mean, there's no, you know what I mean? You don't have an option to not be around people. So if you're not right. doing the thing, it's like you could get punched in the fucking face. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You know? And and New Yorkers right. are uh, not, you know you know, they don't hold it back either. So like out here, everyone's so passive aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like I remember the first time I went to New York, we were on tour and I'd never been there. I'm like a deer in headlights. I'm like, wow. You know what I mean? And we're standing, we're standing on a corner, right? And this uh, mom and a kid are um, standing there. And there's a dude that has nothing to do with them next to him. The kid's just throwing a tantrum. You know what I mean? And I got kids. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. But this dude, a big-ass dude, looks at this kid and goes, hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Tells this kid to shut up. You're all... And the mom just is like, yeah. You know? And I'm like, wow, dude. Like, This is the only place in the world where a stranger can tell your kid to shut the fuck up. And you're like, yeah, thanks, stranger. <laughs> it's, I know. I laugh now, but it's the reality is pretty awful. I, mean, I know, but you know, it, it is what it is. Dude. You know, yeah, it's culturally, it's been um, so hard to adapt to. Yeah. Uh, and I still, you know, I'll never feel at home here, to be honest. I'm, you don't think so? I don't think so. No. no. But, you know, it's all good. You know, Are you guys considering bailing out at some point after, the, I mean, the pandemic is, how, do you know a lot of people that are bailing out of there? Uh, we knew quite a few people, yeah, that moved, um, you know, to other other cities, countries, suburbs. Yeah. Um, just to get away from from this. 
but you know, those are people who, um, you know, do have the option to work completely remotely and right. are from their, you know, more of a, uh, their financial backgrounds, I guess, some more privileged backgrounds. That said, you know, um, I do work remotely half the time. Um, my wife works completely remote, uh, 100% remotely. We, we do have the option to move. Uh, and the LA area is a place we, we looked at because her, yeah. you know, her sister lives there and she actually had a little girl born um, just a couple months ago. Oh, cool. Um, so, and my mom's in Santa Cruz. So oh, we, yeah. we, we constantly think about moving back there, but I, I have to find employment first. You know, I, we can't move there without uh, that. Well, if I could send you a word of advice, skip L.A. and just go 45 minutes north and you can hang out in Ventura. It's way oh, yeah? nicer. That, <laughs> and the rent's about half as cheap. Oh, really? <laughs> you're five minutes from the beach all the time. That's right. I need to, okay. <laughs> Throw that well, on the list. You know what I mean? Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, believe me, I, I've always, like, you know, there's many times where we've talked about, like, oh, we should move to L.A. There's more opportunity, this and that. And it's like, yeah, there is, man. But you're still in the same rat race. And then also, yeah. you know, people are, not everyone, obviously, but people are just, shells of humans you know when you get into that hollywood scene which obviously i wouldn't assume you would want anything to do with and nor would i but dealing with art dude like mm-hmm. you know you could get you could you could hate it out there probably you know I would. Yeah. <laughs> but i you know it's the same here i think i think i uh i don't know it's for for it too it's doing, doing what you have to do yeah um yeah i don't, I don't know i mean what you just described is uh, what other people have described to me as, as well. Um, yeah, it is true. And I have such a little, I have such a short fuse with bullshit. You know what I mean? Like me I don't too. have time. I don't have time yeah. for some well, head to jabber jaw at me for fucking six hours about this one thing, thing about, he's doing. Well, that's the beauty though. I wouldn't say the beauty. That's, <laughs> that's the good thing about New York that I, that's the thing I appreciate too. There is no bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, true. Um, it's all bullshit in LA, dude. I mean, it really is. You know, that's what everybody says. Every, every, but I, I don't. I've never lived there. Um, no. I, I've always, you know, liked being there. But uh, yeah, everybody's warning me about that. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's a great place to visit. Move to Ventura. It'd be fucking. <laughs> well, all of my friends that live in LA are like, we're moving back home. This is insane, yeah. you know, because it is. I mean, especially with the homeless stuff out there right now, is like. Hollywood and Highland is is literally Skid Row. You know, it's it's crazy what it looks like with the pandemic right now. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, I don't know. It's a trip, man. I mean, life. You know, life. It's all about what what's good for you and your family at that point. Yeah. Being your family is massive. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is. And how far a commute is that? I mean, do people commute to? Oh yeah, LA? about forty five minutes. You can even live in like Thousand Oaks and move. You know what oh. I mean? Thirty minutes to L.A. Well, I mean, 45 minutes subway ride is pretty common. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. New Yorkers are used to traveling, dude. Yeah. You just got to do it in a car, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Crazy, man. Um, I did want to ask you, though, like, uh, are you still actively, like, making artwork for music and bands and stuff like that or your own stuff? Are you producing music on your own still? What's going on with your your actual creative Um, life? Well, yeah, I do. I have a studio in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. Um, it was a COVID hotspot for a long time, mm-hmm. and I haven't gotten on a subway since the pandemic began. Yeah. So I've only been there a couple times. Uh, you could take a ferry there. Um, that said, um, you know, navigating this dense 
densely populated area in a pandemic is pretty intense. And because I have a, a you know, um, you know, a daughter and, uh, and a newborn son, I, I can't risk getting COVID. So yeah, therefore I, I don't go to that studio. Um, I, I'm an oil painter, so I can't really practice that at home. So I do, you know, some some work around here, uh, but I'm not set up for it. It's not an art studio here. It's a it's a little apartment with two kids, and um, my wife and I are both working here. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, there's there's things you know in the pipeline. Um, yeah. You know, um, you know this 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 project of working on prints is something that I did as a result of the pandemic. Really, it's something yeah. that thinking about for a long time but I, I worked with my friend mouse you know a monolith um to make proofs and that worked out you know quite well from um you know these these sources that i had these these old slides that are you know 20 years old or so yeah um syndromes is a uh, you know a band i've had going for a couple a few years that okay it's going great we obviously can't practice that you know much but um you know we, we have an lp's um, amount of material written mm-hmm. and you know once the option to you know be able to be in the room and record happens we'll schedule that but we, we practiced a few times in fact you know this, this the venue St. Vitus you know allowed us to practice on their stage oh really and we could stand 15 feet apart from each other nice <laughs> and, yeah, uh, and use the use the gear on stage I just you know uh, bring we just bring instruments, uh, so it's it's been you know that was really awesome. Yeah, have you been able to like play shows at, over no, there at all? Nothing, no. nothing yet. There's no there's nowhere to play. No, no I know, but like pre pandemic or anything, like have you have you been able to play shows in New York and all that stuff while you've been there? Yeah. Yes. How do, how do you feel the scene is compared to the past? Or I mean, how long what was the gap between playing shows? You know what I mean, like from one band to another or whatever. Um, well, when I first moved to New York, uh, it's, uh, I got to think about it. We, um, the band I had with Jamie, the, 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 the guy, who, my friend from your, your neck of the woods, um, uh, we, we actually toured Japan before I moved to New York. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, that was, that was great. That was a band called Drain the Sky. So yeah, that's really that, good stuff, man. I wanted to ask you about it, but oh, thanks. yeah, that's great. Those are great. That's great stuff, man to New York where there, you know, where it was just about, you know, starting over, finding work, surviving. And then, um, we actually did a, a small East coast tour, uh, out here, which is really great. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I've been trying to find, you know, start a band here, but it was very different from California where in California, you have a tight group of, um, people that, you know, you want to play with and, you know, there's just you musicians all hang out at the same places. It's right. not like here. things are really spread out here in New York. It's not. Um, it was really like a hard place to, uh, you know, find find that. You know, find a music scene. Believe it or not, it was is very you know hard place to find those things. And it, it, it took a while to come together uh, for something to come together that really gelled. And this band Syndromes, uh, my friend Joe just asked me. You know, we we met up a couple times and tried things when I moved here didn't really gel but um he just asked and I showed up and came to their room and <laughs> it, it was awesome and it's yeah. I love it it's really really a two-piece or is it a full band full band yeah full band, full band. okay cool yeah, two guitars, wow. drums. 
Uh, we, we have one, uh, you know, uh, Halo of Flies, the label out of uh, the Midwest. Okay. Uh, they, they, they released our first EP. Right. Um, uh, you know, cassette. Um, but yeah, there'll be, a, there'll be an album, um, I don't know, maybe in the next year. Yeah. You know, we've, we've, we've uh, been looking at places to record it. Um, yeah. Once I get back to the studio, there'll be tons of, you know, a lot of oral painting happening. Yeah. Um, Do you, are you just stockpiling yeah. ideas and concepts now as of now? I mean, because your art style is so, like, simplistic, and I, I'm not an artist. I don't know shit about art, you know what I mean? But but I see it, 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 it it's so simplistic, but it's, I mean, it obviously it has, like, an industrial, dreary tone to it at some points, you know what I mean? Just the hand handful of stuff i've seen i mean what what is it about that kind of style that like draws you there i mean is there is it the environment you're in is it i mean just yeah. out of your own head what is it uh the environment i would say that, that came from a lot from being in oakland mm-hmm. and the bay area um the type of light honestly like um the type of light that i've always been really attracted to um i mean i remember seeing like that video clip from all as a kid and seeing the, the light hitting them and realized that that, t- that type of sunlight, I don't know if you know what I mean, but it's like, it really struck me. It was like, I was like, oh, I, you know, um, and later I lived in the place. Uh, um, you know, there was that, there was the way the light changes so fast and it becomes so intense and, mm-hmm. you know, and just envelops everything. It radiates everything and, fades away um i don't know um but it also like drowns out you know that light tight it does drown out like unnecessary detail kind of too which i think you capture well you know what i mean thanks yeah i mean there the, the came a point um it was in grad school where the question became you know how how can i make something more powerful by um you know things you can't see mm-hmm. um so i mean it came about through you know painting architectural forms mm-hmm. um there were forms that i was you know really working with uh that really represented memphis you know very influential place you know to me um so it was like in a way it was a comment on the past but not in a nostalgic kind of way mm-hmm. um so yeah, it became um, it became yeah a visual problem of um, a uh, I don't know existential problem. I don't know how to describe it, but um, yeah, they commenting on a past that was more of a uh, you know a, um, a visceral past, something you feel rather than see or hear or touch. Right. How do, you, how do you convey that in a painting? You know, how do you, you know, convey a place and a time and yeah. more just a sense? And it just happened. You know, I think it, it, it came about with, um, you know, thinking of these things on a cinemascopic scale, thinking them in a grand sense, you know. So the paintings became very large. Um, details began being removed. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, you know, I don't know, man, I, I can, it's a pretty academic, uh, thing to talk about, you yeah. know, uh, uh, 
something kind of you know maybe kind of boring. To just, no, dude, it's it, I mean it's I mean there, um, your art captures the attention immediately. You know what I mean? And it's it's because of the you know the, a lot of the the yellows and the oranges and the you know the subtle greens and blues you see in it and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And it really, does, I mean, it's less is more. You know what I mean? Even with even with like the architectural work that I've seen, it's you know, it's always it always catches your attention. You know, do you still take that approach today, or do you develop like like if a band were to hit you up, like do, will you take direction from them, or is it like this is what I've been working on, or how how do you do like a collaboration like that? Collaboration. Um, uh, well, I think it's you know, people approach me because they've seen what I do and they're they think it'll work for. Mm-hmm. Like that um, Kralis, uh LP, you know, I mean, that's a killer. Yeah. Like, it per- works perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was a perfect project. Yeah, <laughs> because of the the people and everything. Um, yeah, that was yeah, it was a, that was a continuation of the paintings I did about Memphis. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a carryover from that. Absolutely, it it's um, you know a built-in kind of quality of a what someone might think of nostalgia when they see the colors, but um, um, very much something that's in the presence. There was a, a very old architectural form involved. There was a um, um, a monolith. Uh, this monolith, you know, I had to build it with uh, CAD software to make a really, it had to be very realistic. Okay. I mean, for it, to, for it to work, you know, it has to be precise. So, I mean, there, it is, the end result is, you know, uh, I don't know if you say simplistic, like that's a good, I'm glad it comes across like that, but it has to be solid mass. It has to be very much like something real that you approach and experience in the world. And therefore this thing didn't exist. It was something out of my friend Dave's imagination. Okay. Um, David, you know, uh, I worked with him on the concept of, uh, you know, conveying his concept visually. Um and building this thing, you know, I, I literally built it in SketchUp. Wow. And, you know, the, in the, in the, um, you know, the, uh, the viewpoint that you see, I played around with it, you know, um, moving it around mm-hmm. and CAD software to see what one might see in the real world. Um, and, you know, um, there had to be glyphs on it. So I researched a lot of glyphs. Uh, mm-hmm. I found some, um, the Rosetta Stone became an influence there. Yeah, there you go. And I, you know, uh, I basically had to come up with the gl- some glyphs uh, that were not from anything in the world historically that could be read or misinterpreted. Um, um, but I but mean, that, is, are you? Do you find that stuff? Uh, you you like that challenge that? having to think outside of your own like headspace oh, that, I love that, that. Yeah, yeah i mean that's that's it makes sense man i mean it's just yeah it gives me it gives me a subject matter and that's the hardest part for me you know i know how i want to approach a painting you know mm-hmm. uh, you know mentally and physically how to approach it how to create it how you know the stages involved how it will you know how it will go and hopefully right. Um, but yeah, get, having a collaboration gives me it gives me a subject matter, and that's really exciting to me because that that's that, I think that's the hardest part as a painter, knowing you know what to paint. <laughs> yeah, I, I did it. I mean, I don't want to paint paintings about Memphis anymore. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I made I started painting about Detroit because it was where I was born. Mm-hmm. You know, and that 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 whole problem became pretty interesting to work with, and 
that that was cool, but that's past as well. And yeah. Something that might that may be revisited. Yeah. Now, is it you approach? I mean, you seem to approach these paintings as times and spaces of of stuff. You know, you've spent times and places of you know maybe like that time and era brings up a feeling and that brings out the painting. Is that true? I mean, because you always, it, it's interesting. You always mention it like by city. You know what I mean? Or Memphis, Detroit, you know, all that stuff, or even, you know, the Bay Area, that kind of stuff. It's like, is it is it representative of the time and place for you mentally? Somewhat. Yeah. Yeah, some, somewhat. Yeah. Beautiful, yeah. man. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, anyway, like I said, it's just, it's always, I mean, you know, besides all the His Heroes Gone stuff, you know, you have such a plethora, a world of work that, you know, I'm sure people have seen it at this point, you know, and it's, I, I just was so stoked to see you doing the prints and all that stuff. I mean, it's just, it's got to be a little gratifying to see that kind of artwork getting put out there, you know, again, like that, you know. Well, I'm happy um, people respond to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is, it is you know, it is gratifying. Yeah. All right, man. Well, dude, I, I, I really appreciate you coming on, man. It was a pleasure to meet you. Um, Thank you. Look me up when you come to move to Ventura. <laughs> we'll, we'll start making some noise, uh, you know. What I mean? <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I, all the all the luck in the world, and uh, it was a pleasure. And and uh, we'll we'll talk soon. All right, Craig. Thank you. All right, man. Later. Okay.